Good morning again. Uh, my name is Alex Hershey. I'm the pastor of the branches, and I just thought on a day where all the kids are in here, I'll, and squirrely, because they know candy's coming afterwards, that I'll just preach for like, I don't know. 55 minutes or something. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know the audience today. So, and it is a beautiful thing. Let me tell you, the first church I was in had no children in it, no children in it at all. And so the voices of kids and the screaming of kids is a beautiful thing. And it is what we hear in the kingdom of God. So right now, kids, I'm going to get you a little, your parents have been trying to probably keep you quiet, but I want to hear you uh, just give me a little bit of a scream. Can you do that for me? I'm going to count to three. One, two, three. These kids right up here. Voices seemed a little deeper. Anyway, hey, right now, though, I do want to bring all the kids forward. If you could, we're going to just uh, look at all the cute costumes. So come on forward if you feel comfortable, guys. And... Uh, we have Alexis up here who is our Twigs director. And I just want, as the kids come forward, uh, we have Twigs every week. And uh, the volunteers make this possible and happen. And uh, we absolutely uh, love it because we do believe that we are called to to pass on our faith to the next generation. And that is a priority for this congregation. And so I want to thank you for making that a priority. Uh, and if this is your first or your second time, we usually do have twigs. Uh, but today we're just having a fun Halloween day. And uh, really quick, I know we're trying to hurt everybody, but like really quick, give an applause to Alexis for all the hard work that she does every week getting stuff ready for the kids. All right. And now if you feel comfortable as you're looking at them, as they're coming up here, we're just going to pray over them. And then kids uh, later, we'll get candy. OK, but I just want to everybody see all of you. Look how many kids we got, guys. This is pretty cool. This is pretty awesome. All right. You ready, guys? We're going to pray over you. So go ahead and pray. It's good to have. <laughs> You're awesome. Let's pray. Would you want to raise your hands out and pray over our kids? God, you are good. We thank you for children. We thank you that we probably do things to them sometimes <laughs> and they just get riled up a little bit more. But Lord, we want to pray right now for them. We want to pray that you watch over them and that you lead them in a world that is so strange right now in seasons that they have grown up where there's lots of things for them to do. Lord, they're here and they're present and we pray over them. We pray for your protection over them, not just physical, but also emotional and spiritual. We pray that you watch over them and, and allow for them to know who you are and that you lead them that these girls and boys will grow up knowing they're loved by Jesus and they will lead your church to where it needs to go, continuing to proclaiming the gospel that Jesus Christ is Lord. We know amongst these kids there will be pastors, there will be missionaries, there will be church planners, and there will be those who will tell others of Jesus' great love. And so Holy Spirit fall down upon them fall down upon their families and fall down upon our church as we continue to raise um, raise up these kids to follow you. We pray this in Jesus' name and you all say amen. Can everybody say amen? Amen. amen. All right. Give them a round of applause as they go back and sit down. That is awesome. We are so grateful for you all. Did I bring? I did. 
Well, here in the life of the branches, we are in a fun season as we enter into um, uh, a new uh, new month next month. We're going to be talking about family and relationships, so I encourage you to be part of that. And then, of course, following that, we get to get into the Christmas season. And I know for some of you, after Monday, which is tomorrow, Halloween, you're just bringing out all the Christmas stuff. So more power to you. Uh, but uh, but uh, we're really excited for the last two months here at the branches and encourage you to come and be part of, of the excitement as well as we grow our faith in Jesus. Uh, we're really, we're really thrilled about this. Um, awesome. Well, uh, this, this day we are finishing up a sermon series called Fear Not. We have been living in times where there's been lots of fear and we've allowed for fear to often take over in our lives. It's a, it's a very dominant uh, emotion that we have that can keep us paralyzed, that can keep us not wanting to take that next step. And so we've been looking at it this month and, and today we're going to look at it too. And, and to be able to live lives in a way where we know how we can walk in the midst of fear in the midst of fear and still have faith, a faith. Now this is something, uh Oh, there we go. This is, but this is something that we want to be able to live out in our lives because we know that fear is going to be present. And for sometimes when we face fear, we miss out on this idea of living and following Jesus because we allow fear to take over in our lives. And as fear takes over in our lives, we allow for faith to diminish. And that's not what God wants for us. God wants for us to be able to step into the fear and know that he is still present amongst us. Now, in, in my life, there are things that cause me to have fear. How many of you have anything that scares you? Does anybody have anything? Just shout it out really quick, unless it's too personal. But shout it out if there's anything that makes you scared. One, two, three. Bridges. Did anybody else say bridges out there? Oh my gosh, I have a fear of crossing over bridges. Uh, I do, uh, and, and, and early on in our marriage, we would go often from Indiana, we lived in Kentucky, and we would cross the Ohio River into Kentucky. So we go from Indiana, and we have to, anybody know that bridge in Louisville? You have to pay now to go over it, that's fun. Anyway, but anyway, you cross over it. And uh, there were probably many seasons early on where I was like, oh, I probably should get gas before, you know, and I'd pull over. I'm like, hey, Krista, you want to drive right now? You know, and she would drive across the bridge and then I would take over after that. I just have this fear of crossing bridges. And so we were on lucky enough to go on vacation a few weeks ago. And so uh, here we were crossing from New Jersey to Delaware, Delaware. Yes. All right. The one person who was Delaware. But here it is. Did you have it? Oh, my gosh. This is exciting. Everybody, I'm facing a fear right now. You can turn Welcome it to Delaware. But look at this bridge. I'm sweating really much right now. I'm crossing. This bridge is ginormous. You can do it, Alex. Thank you. Anyway, fear not. But I definitely have sweat on the top of my head right now. Pay attention to the road. So that was me. Every time we cross over, especially a new ginormous bridge, that bridge was tall enough for like uh, freighter ships to go under or whatever. 
It was huge, and it was crazy, and I was terrified and all that. But every time I go over the bridge, it just makes me really nervous. But we have these things in our lives that can cause us to have fear. And some of the things we can avoid, I could avoid bridges if I wanted to, but I've also learned that I like to travel. So I need I, I know I need to go over bridges to get places. But for some of us, we have other fears that we have that take place in our lives, and it just stops us. And it keeps us from moving forward. I believe that God addresses this so frequently throughout scriptures. He he says so often to his people, to you and to me, he says, fear not. Do not be afraid. Do not be scared. Do not worry. Come and follow me. And so we have this situation in the New Testament when we have Jesus, he tells his disciples after he's been preaching all day, he tells them, get into a boat. That's why this is here. It's going to come anyway. He says, get into the boat, go out into the water, and I am going to go off and pray. And so he does this. He goes off and prays. They go out into the boat. It's like three in the morning. They're out on the boat still. I don't know. I guess people hang, they used to hang out and sleep on boats. And they're out in this water and the water begins to get choppy. At this moment, Jesus is done praying because it's three in the morning. How many of you pray till three in the morning? Oh man, Jesus, you're so good. And so anyway, he's done praying. He's impatient. He sort of is. I like this. And he wants to see the disciples. So what does he do? He walks on water out to the boat. All right, and so this is our scripture for today. And let me let me grab it. If you have the scripture, I encourage you to uh, open up your Bibles or follow along on the screen. And we're in Matthew 22 through 23. Matthew 22 through 23. And it is this moment where Peter walks on the water. So Jesus walks out to the boat, and then Peter walks out to the water. They didn't have bridges back then. I would have fit in really well. Anyway, maybe not. Okay, so anyway, but here we go. It says this. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. That's so cool. Anyway, but when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Can you believe, kids, that Jesus was mistaken as a ghost? Isn't that wild? Anyway, but Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. I'm sure as they heard his voice in this moment, and they probably also heard the phrase, don't be afraid, they knew immediately it was Jesus because he had said it so frequently to them. Isn't that a good reminder for us? In our moments of fear, Jesus is constantly saying to you and to me, do not be afraid. Lord, if it is you, Peter replied. Peter was sort of this bold disciple. He was also going to become the cornerstone of the church. But he says, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come to you on the water. That's pretty amazing. At one moment, you're afraid because of some waves. At the next moment, Peter's like, can I get out of the boat and walk to you? Can I get out of the boat and walk to you? 
And so he does. So come, he said. Jesus says, come. Then Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink and cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the winds died. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly you are the Son of God. I love this story in the scriptures and I love it so much. The, the, the cool thing is all, you know, and to my mind is always the cool things that Jesus can do. Jesus can walk on water. He heals them. He heals people. And all the disciples have been watching all of these miracles, all these great things that he's been saying and preaching and doing. And then in this moment, he walks on water, just another miracle for them to hear. But I love in this moment to look at Peter To look at Peter, who is the one who can be hard-headed at times, who's the one who has seen all the miracles and wants to be like Jesus so, so much, but also eventually becomes the one who denies him as well. And this is this awesome moment where all of a sudden he finds faith to get out of the boat because Jesus is out on the water. And as Jesus is out of the water, Jesus says, come out of the boat. And so look at this. This is the thing. Have, how many of you have ever gotten in and out of a kayak? Is it easy? It's not. And so now I'm going to embarrass myself and try to do this. And so, like, right? So what is amazing is that Peter is in the boat, which probably not too much longer. Oh, man, I have been eating too much Halloween candy. And so, like, I know I haven't used a prop in preaching in a long time. This is a reason why. You can all, this is, is this the, oh, look at this. Oh, my gosh. Yep, need to start working out at the rec center, not just preaching. Anyway. And so, anyway, but here's Peter, and he is in the boat, right? And often we can read this passage and quickly just go straight to, he just jumped out of the boat. But it is never easy to get out of what you are familiar with. It's never easy to get out of what you're familiar with. That's what the boat represents. The boat represents the the familiarity with what life was giving them, what the world was telling them to be. Remember, they were fishermen. This is the life they knew. This is the life that they were supposed to be comfortable with. But yet in this moment, oh my gosh. All right. Oh, goodness sakes. Oh, to be 10 years younger again. All right. Peter has to get out of the boat. Everything he knew to go and to grow in his faith, he had to take that first step. Let's pause right there. Too quickly we go to sinking Peter. Peter walked on water. In the midst of fear came faith. I'm not sure what's driving your fear right now. We all have that emotion that can take us over. We all have that one thing, death. We have work. We have relationships. We have sickness. We have all of these things that can drive us because they're a fear. And we realize that quickly, if, if we want, if we need to realize, that it keeps us in the boat. There were 12 disciples. Only one of them said, let me get out. Are you willing to take that step in faith to get out of the boat? 
Are you willing to leave what you thought life was supposed to be and be like to go and follow Jesus? It wasn't just getting out of the boat. Peter was saying, I want this different life. I want to have faith in you, Lord. We shouldn't be surprised that as the waters picked up, Peter starts taking his eyes off of Jesus, right? When the storms come, it's easily a time where we take our eyes off of the Lord, unfortunately, but let's just be honest. But in this moment, we see that Peter, as he takes his eyes off of the Lord, Jesus doesn't just point and laugh, right? Ah, throw him the life buoy. Is that a, wait, that's not what it is. What is it? Life ring? What is that? What's the lifesaver? That's candy. Life preserver. Preserve? Preserver. And like preserves. I like preserves on my toast. Anyway, but he says, throw this out. He doesn't do that. He doesn't point and laugh. Jesus just simply, and th- this is the thing. It says that he reached down. That means Peter was close to him. It wasn't like Peter was far off when he stopped looking at Jesus. Listen to that. It wasn't like Peter was closer to the boat. He was closer to Jesus, and he took his eyes off of Jesus then. In our lives, we need to remember to always keep our eyes off on Jesus and be close to Jesus because when we have the storms coming and we look the other way, Jesus just quickly comes down, reaches up, grabs Peter, and puts him back in a safe place. So a few things this morning. The first is this. Have you made a move towards Jesus recently? When's the last time you moved towards Jesus in a new way? Where you've gotten out of the boat to move towards Jesus in a new way? I want to challenge you, if you haven't done that in the last week, the last month, last six months, year, 10 years, 20 years, today's the day to take a new step in following Jesus and say, I want that faith again. I want faith in general. Now is the time. And maybe the next question is just simply this. Have you ever gotten out of the boat in the first place? Have you ever stepped out to follow Jesus? Today, the invitation is there. We heard John 3.16 read beautifully before. We heard James's prayer. Are you ready to follow Jesus? To awkwardly get out of what you've always known and to step towards Jesus? This is our call. This is what Jesus wants for us. Get out of the boat. Fear not. Walk amongst the waves. Fear not. Focus your eyes on Jesus. Fear not. I took surfing lessons one time. That's why I look like a surfer. And this cool surfer instructor, it was a simple rules that I couldn't follow. But he said, always keep your eyes on the shoreline because that's where you'll go where your eyes take you. I always went into the water because that's where my eyes went. (laughs) Gnarly. (laughs) Today, I am not a surfer instructor, nor will I ever be. But keep your eyes on Jesus. And that's where you'll go. And Jesus will give you new life. He will give you passion. He will give you hope. 
He will give you joy. He will free you from fear. Today, faith over fear in our lives. Would you pray with me? Oh, holy God, you are so good. And we have things that cause us fear. If we don't, we're lying. But Lord, we ask right now that we have faith in you and you alone. Help us to get out of the boat. It's time. It's time. We know there's some of us where we know we haven't made a move in a long time. Life is busy. Other things are shiny. But Lord, right now we pray. We pray that we can be bold enough to get out of this boat and to follow you, to trust in you, and to help us to be close enough so that when we do look away, you just grab us and pull us right back in and say, I've got you. So Lord, in the stillness of our hearts right now, let us simply say, Lord, I follow you. Lord, I keep my eyes upon you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Let us stand and sing. And as we do, come forward and take communion. All who believe and confess that Jesus is Lord is welcome to take communion. What we'll do is we'll walk forward, we'll take communion, we'll come back and we'll continue to sing. And then at the end, I'll come forward and we'll take communion together. So let us rise and sing praises to Jesus and come forward and take our com- and grab our communion. As Jesus sat around the table with his disciples, he broke bread and said, this is my body broken for you. Take and eat. So kids, as we take this, this is Jesus showing us how deeply he loves us, that he cares for us. And as you take this with your your mom or dad, your grandma, your grandpa, your aunt uncle, know that Jesus loves you. Take and eat the body of Christ. And then Jesus passed the cup around. And he said, this is my blood spilled for you, the forgiveness of sin. So today, kids, we remember that Jesus did suffer for us, but he took on suffering so that we don't have to, that we can live every day because your life matters. Our lives matter so much. And he wants you to live deeply for him. And you can through grace that he has given to us. So take and drink and know that you are loved. Now, after we take communion, we smile. Everybody smile because we're loved by Jesus. Everybody smile really big. I'm seeing you. So if you're not smiling, I see that you're not smiling. You are loved by Jesus. There's nothing greater in this world than that. So as we leave this place, we leave knowing we're loved by Jesus. And if we are loved people, then we will love people. So let us love deeply for the name of Jesus. But instead of leaving this morning... We're going to all get candy, and that's going to be pretty fun. So I'm going to play a blessing on us, then I'm going to give instructions with Harry. Yeah, anyway, okay, so it was awesome. God, go with us. The darkness cannot live amongst us because your light is greater. Your light is stronger. Your light endures all things. Allow for your light to shine in our hearts so that we can shine as we leave this place. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.